The bustled and Margaret River region has witnessed some incredible cricketers over many, many decades. Way too many to mention without the fear of missing a famous name. One name, Morris, is definitely one that has loomed large for years and could see that name, sooner rather than later, listed at the highest possible level in Australian cricket. However, one family name from Bustle and Margaret River looms above all when it comes to longevity, legacy and impact. The name House is simply a household name in Bustle and Margaret River cricket circles. My name is Rob Marshall and welcome to this special episode of Out on the Paddock, where for the first time we sit down with a couple of guests who in many ways have shaped the current programs that our kids enjoy in WA country cricket, as well as many other aspects of regional cricket that we all now take for granted. Cousins, Barry and Graham House, are my guests in this episode. They are part of a family that started dominating Bustledon Regional Cricket just on a century ago and included at one point, get this, 10 brothers and cousins that could pretty much field their own team. Both Barry and Graham represented WA at very high levels of cricket and in the case of Graham, he represented two states in Sheffield Shield cricket in the 1970s when cricket was arguably at its strongest here in Australia. This is a wonderful interview with two very influential people to have come through WA Country Cricket and whose story has a surprising twist. You'll have to listen for this one to include a connection to what some people argue to have been one of, if not the greatest Australian test captain of all time. Plenty to take in in this episode. So sit back and enjoy Barry and Graham House. One of the most famous families in WA country cricket, hands down, is the House family from the Bustle to Margaret River region, Uh, a legacy that goes back a long, long time and still lives on to today. WA country cricket is indebted to to this family and it's my my absolute pleasure to welcome, firstly, Barry House to the podcast. Welcome, Barry. Hi, Rob. It's great to have you. And Graham House. Hi, Rob. Absolute pleasure to have you gents uh, joining me today on out on the paddock. Might start with you, Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, your um, your your legacy and um, what you did with WA Country Cricket will sort of play out throughout throughout this episode, and I'm sure many of the um, listeners will be fascinated to know exactly what how extensively the House family has, or how important the House family has been in in WA Country Cricket. But what are your earliest memories of WA country cricket or in particular your growing up and sort of the, I guess the thing that I'm really keen to go is, was there a moment where you went, wow, I'm part of a family that's just, you know, lives and breathes cricket? Yeah, well, growing up on a farm and having a father, Jim, who, um, and whole family houses playing cricket at that time, was, um, we, were, we just grew up in an environment of, of cricket. Yeah. And um, the farm, uh, you know, on the farm there was plenty of opportunity amongst the hay bales for uh, <laughs> plenty of bats and balls to be <laughs> utilised. And we, uh, so that's where I first picked up the, the, the game from Dad and going in and watch, watch him in town and in Bustleton. And um, I remember that we'd go over to the old 
yelling up oval, which yep. is that basin oval, you yes, know, near the hall yes, there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Anyone's been yelling up. <laughs> yeah, and that's that. that's where the Yelling Up Cricket Club was. Uh, wow. First go and have their first warm up, um, you know, practice sessions, which would be probably only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'd be running around because they, they loved us, all, all us kids, because we were the fielders, fielders you see. They could just <laughs> run in and bowl and bat. And, and um, yeah, that's where that's where I got the love of the game. Um, was um, So what, what, what years are we talking here? What were your growing up years, if uh, I don't mind probably, me asking? Probably, um, well, I was born in 50, and um, I can remember going down there, you know, certainly during the late 50s, and we'd be... Um, Running around, uh, you know, returning cricket balls to Dad and mm. old Glenn Evans and you know um, your orb and stuff like that. Um, you know, they're all down there, and you used to come down to. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were the fielders. We were yep. the sand and the prickles and yeah. and the. But uh, yeah, that was the beginnings of our association. But it probably goes back to 1926. There's a fo- there's a photograph of a, the winning. Country Week team, Yelling Up Cricket Club. Yes. Um, and that was captained by our grandfather. Wow. Mm. Who we never met because no. uh, he died before we were born. Yeah. Um, so that was 1926 and his two sons, Jim um, and my father, Ted, uh, continued the tradition with a lot of involvement in Country Week cricket. And then uh, in Jim's family there were six boys um, yeah. and in my family there were four boys. Mm-hmm. So we developed... Um, a, uh, a real sort of cricket culture and involvement out of that whole family association with cricket. I'm just wondering if your parents did actually think about maybe having just one more, you know, 11 <laughs> being the, the perfect number when it comes to cricket. I mean, six and four, come on, you know, I'm not quite sure what they were thinking there, but uh, it's an amazing thing. So so I just, I'm fascinated, yelling up cricket club because yep. I can remember um, I had a, um, not had, I have a sister and um, brother-in-law who, when they got married, first moved to Yelling Up, and we're talking early 70s, mm-hmm. and I, I just remember it as being two houses and, a you know, a, a, yeah. a cafe. That was yeah. about all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm amazed. So there was a full-on cricket club, Yelling Up Cricket Club, yep. as far back as the 1920s? 1926. Yeah. Wow. So that, yeah. that, and that was one of the, well, earliest country weeks. I think yeah. country weeks go back to about 1907. Yes, but, they do. Uh, um, 1926 was this photo, formal photo with uh, our grandfather in it. And, wow. Uh, and that was pretty special. Now, I did do a bit of research on this, I must admit. Yeah. Now, this might be only rumour and innuendo, but there is there is a reference that I found that suggests that you, you guys, the House family, have a connection with a famous Australian test captain, Back in the 1920s? We do. Yes, Warwick Armstrong. Mr Warwick Armstrong. Yeah, yes. yeah. So for the listeners, if you don't know, probably arguably, and I'd get, I'd encourage you to go and research this, arguably there's many who say he's possibly Australia's greatest ever cricket captain, Warwick Armstrong. He played in a team, he played from the 19, uh, sorry, the 18, late 1890s until the early 1920s, so a long career, a little mm. bit of a break there for World War I. Mm. Um, but <laughs> a couple of things interesting about him was that he finished his days as double the weight that he started. So he, he was, they called him the big ship. Big ship. Yeah, because he, yeah, he kind of, I don't know, must have uh, ate fairly well during the war or drank fairly well, I'm not sure, but... Uh, 
Yeah, go and check it out. 19-20-21, Australia won eight games in a row, I think it was, against a really strong England team. And mm. So the connection was through your grandmother, is that, I, th- I believe, I'm you, led to believe. You've actually yeah. Yeah. researched well, that a bit. Yeah, you? our grandmother was an Armstrong. Yes. And, and right. uh, it goes back through her side of the yeah. family. Wow. Uh, originally from Scotland. And um, actually we were at the MCG together about five years ago mm. for the reunion of our group in South Africa and um, we saw the big ships Viola shirt. Yeah, yeah. And it was a big ship, all right. He was a big boy, you know, <laughs> a, a very big boy. Um, and that's in the Melbourne Museum. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sort of, a, you know, my mind's running wild now. I'm thinking, yeah, your, your, your grandfather's starting out um, yelling up Cricket Club. I'm just wondering if he was tempted to reach out to the big ship and see if he was interested in a game of country week, but um, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. By that stage, the big ship might have already sailed, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. But Transport uh, and communication yeah. those days wasn't that good. It takes a long time to yeah. ride a horse across the country. Yeah, <laughs> Fascinating story, though, and I'd encourage, like I say, every listener to go and go and check, check out Warwick Armstrong, mm. uh, Many pundits saying one of our greatest, if not greatest ever, Australian test captains. Yeah. Barry, I'll, I'll flip to you now. Basically, one of the things that, um, you know, we talk about, especially some of our older interviews on the on the podcast, is that the structures that we have in place now for WA country cricket and particular junior cricket, we probably take for granted. And I'm guessing a bit like my growing up in Harvey, it wasn't quite as structured for your junior cricket. I mean, what what were the sort of were the competitions you were playing in in junior cricket, or was it amongst the hay, hay bales with the brothers and the cousins? Well, sort of both. But there was a, a junior cricket competition, yep. and I remember playing in that. And um, Graham's father used to pick me up on the side of the road together with his boys and uh, and a couple of others on the way and bring them into bus bring us into Bustleton and we played on little school ovals and Churchill yep. Park at Bustleton even yep. as juniors and that that was our sort of pathway into cricket and then um, then from there we started going to Junior Country Week and yep. I, I went to three I think you went to about four didn't you Junior Country Weeks. Yep. And um, um, from there progressed into senior cricket locally. Yeah. So who who were the big rivalries back in your days? You know, so was was it Bustled and Margaret River that you were representing at Junior no. Country Week? No, no, um, just no, Bustled, just Bustled, just Bustled, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Were Bunbury oh, the hated rivals back then, <laughs> or? Uh, oh. Oh. Probably more, um, there was uh, Brucey Duperuzel yeah. and blokes like that who were out at York, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. At, yeah. Brooklyn, York area. Brooklyn, yeah. York area. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they were always very competitive. Um, yeah. yeah, strangely, like places like Albany, Bunbury weren't quite as, as strong as some no. of those, uh, you know, smaller communities. Yeah. Wheatbelt communities yeah. who now obviously are yeah. decimated. But, yeah, um, yeah we're, we're, the terrific thing is to see. Bunbury Cricket Strong and Albany Junior Cricket and all yeah. those sort of places. Northern were quite strong at that time. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. In fact, the inland Wheatbelt towns yeah. had better cricket facilities than the coastal towns. Yeah, wow. Well. You know, um, even you know, Bunbury, Bustled and Albany, Geraldton, I don't think our facilities were as good as um, a, a lot of Wheatbelt centres who, who developed clubs with all for all sports um, and... Uh, 
and they developed a very strong cricket culture. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of really good cricketers who's, coming through. Who's the bloke over at Collie um, who used to Johnny run? Bird? He played. No, back, yeah. going back even further than that, as Annandales were. Um, they were very good junior cricketers. Yeah, we, we used to have pretty strong competition yeah. with them. I, there was an that. old chap, um, and his name escapes me at the moment, but he used to to run the um, collie cricket, um, junior cricket. Yes, yeah. and I, I have heard that. Well, I've, I've got on my target Peter Sillinger to get on the show, and I know he's spoken of that gentleman, and good. we might follow that story good. up. Was it collie green, was it? Well, yeah, it's yeah, a name that escapes have. me too, but we'll follow we'll follow that one up for the for a subsequent show. Yeah. It, it is amazing when you look at it, you know, not only Wheatbelt but the um, the great Southern mm. teams as well. Yeah. You know, you look at more so possibly um, uh, senior country around yeah. the time you guys yeah. are coming through. You know, teams like Tambla, you know, yeah. and. You know, even where my dad was from, Broom Hill, you know, they were really strong they at that senior country week, they you know. Were. So uh, it, it t- times have changed. Yep. Um, for you guys, obviously, you, you honed your skills and got better and better at your cricket. You know, you spoke about playing amongst the hay bales yep. in, the, in, the, in the shed and all that sort of stuff on the farm. Now you look back, Graham, were there any influences, maybe outside of your family, that played a role in developing your cricket career here locally? Were there any names at Yelling Up or at Bustledon that were really influential? Yeah, uh, I mean, you see... it was interesting as a young bloke playing against all the, the senior men and you sort of picked up things from everybody. You know, uh, Richie Riley was a um, good batsman for St Mary's and the thing you picked up about him was his, his nimble footwork. Yeah. You know? So yeah, you sort yeah, of, yeah. you know, he's... Just and, watching those guys yeah, watching in action. Girls, yeah. then, then the guile of a bloke like old Bill Hellyer, mm. who, um, you know, was a pretty, pretty senior at that time when we were coming through. But, you know, he's sort of the, the guile of tactically of how he went about it and that sort of thing. So um, old Vic Clamp, um, yeah. you know, I, I mean, all those guys. That They're all life members of the Bustledon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. well-known names yeah. yeah. Bustledon, yeah. 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 So um, I think that's an interesting point. I yeah. think many of us, if you listen to some of the previous episodes, many country cricketers weren't necessarily coached as such yep. in those days yep. and, you know, we're talking 60s, 70s, yep. even into the 80s, mm-hmm. changed in the 80s and we'll get yep. to talk about that in a moment, Graham, yep. but yep. I know certainly in the 70s, you know, I, I would look on and or I was playing in the Harvey Murray cricket competition yep. and I was looking on it or with guys from Mandra yep. and Pinjarra and Maroona yep. and Harvey where yep. I was that I barely even knew, but I'd just watch yeah. them and then yeah. go into the nets and kind of almost replicate sort of, yeah, their their yeah. game as well. Yeah. So it's interesting, again, how things have changed there. Absolutely. Barry, from from your point of view, um, anybody who influenced your career, your career, um, career and we'll get more into what, what that meant later. Yeah. Um, well, my Uncle Jim, Graham's yeah. dad, um, had, was a big influence on, on me. He was still playing towards... You know, my early couple of years playing senior cricket, um, and obviously he wasn't a tear away quick or anything then. But my father was ten years older, so he'd finished. But um, but uh, just little bits of advice he he offered along the way, and uh, and he was certainly instrumental in getting me to cricket games, whereas I was struggled from the farm otherwise yep. Yep. to get there. And then um, out of that. In playing sort of senior cricket in Yelling Up, um, for Yelling Up against Bustleton teams, yep. we 
it was a pretty strong competition when yes. I look back. Mm. And um, and then I guess uh, at Country Week we came to the notice of a few people, um, including Len Pavey. Um, and Len was, uh, he was a guy who probably followed uh, Graham's cricket development closely and then I uh, sort of got noticed, I suppose, as yeah. a result of that association. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can, bizarrely, it seems like people say, how much cricket have, have you played when they talk to me? But I can remember coming down, my brother-in-law that I spoke about, a guy called Struan Fade, played for Abba River yeah. back in the 1970s. I remember yeah. the I, can, mm. I can remember coming down here and I was only, you know, 10 or 12 yeah. and watching the cricket down here in Busselton mm. and thinking, wow, this mm. is off the planet. This mm. cricket is so strong. Yeah. Um, there was a, a guy bowling in a match I can re- vaguely remember it. His name was Stan Szymanski oh, yeah. and he looked like he bowled like the wind. Yeah, I remember my quick. brother David facing him yeah. and to his day saying he never faced a faster bowler than Stan yeah. Szymanski. Yeah. So uh, some great names yep. from back then yeah. that, yep. that uh, you know, we like to try and remember because yep. they played a huge role in what was a, an amazing competition. Absolutely. They did and, and one other thing that uh, happened around that time that Ken Muleman, Yes. used to bring an invitation 11 yep. to Bustleton to play against a combined Bustleton team. Yes. And that that probably went on for about a decade. Yeah. Uh, and Ken bought pretty, you know, half a dozen of his team were state cricketers yeah. uh, to, yep. Yep. to play in little old Churchill Park. Yeah. And, <laughs> and um, one year there was a full South Australian Sheffield Shield side Came to bustle, and yeah, that's right. that was after we'd left. We were at yeah. then, I think, yeah, and uh, right. um, and that was led by Liz Favell, yes, and, uh, uh, famous South Australian, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. you know, our, a couple of our brothers played in that yeah. uh, that thing. I know my brother Terry played, and he got he got quite a few wickets, but then he had to leave early to go home and milk the cows. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, as you did back then. <laughs> as you did. <laughs> I reckon yeah. if Graham Doc Manning's listening on this, he used to yeah. you have to take off to milk the cows yeah. every week. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. And one year we had Rowan Canai here. Rowan Canai, yeah. wow. When he now, played for again, w. if you don't know who Rowan Canai is, go and, go and yeah. Google that one, yeah. West Indian West absolute Indian. gun. Yeah. Yeah. We were kids, sort of bright-eyed kids watching from the sidelines yes. at all this uh, cricket development, which was... Yeah, you know, pretty pretty up there. You yeah, know, with um, uh, cricket around the world. Not yeah, just it here. certainly was. And a l- here's a little side allude for you guys. Ken Muleman, mm. on the way down to play those games, would call via our place in Harvey oh. to have a training session on our turf wicket oh. that was in our backyard. Oh. So well, we, had, <laughs> we had a back. We had, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. But yeah. we, I grew up with a full-on turf wicket oh, in the backyard. Yeah. So yeah, pretty handy. Bit, bit, bit. More advanced than the hay bales, maybe, you, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably had the genuine whacker clay. Too. Uh, we did, yeah, we yeah, did the Harvey was. Harvey yeah. Creek soil, and yeah. Dad had the full on roller, and yeah, we yeah. had the whole lot. So Ken Ken Muleman used to call in with his team and do a training session before yeah. he came down and faced yeah. you guys. So there Fantastic. you go. Um, let, let's move on a bit, and I'm really keen to. Sort of uh, for the listeners, both Barry and Graham represented the WA Country Eleven um, back in their time. Mm-hmm. Graham, uh, um, I believe you got the chance to to rock up against a fairly strong MCC or England team. Is I it, did. Yeah, yes, you want to tell was, us a bit about that? Uh, it was at, at uh, Narragin, um 
yeah, that was early days. Um, yeah, it was sort of a bit of a blur because it was like, Phew, how exciting is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, to roll up and, and play. And um, we, we put up a good performance. I think um, Lindsay Scott uh, from Narragin was one of the players who played particularly well in that team. Um, I didn't do a great deal, I don't think. I, I can't recall my exact figures or anything, but it was just a great privilege to, um, you know, represent the country. Uh, so can I jump in at this point? Yeah. So you were rolling out leg spin yeah. from what I've, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, as a little, I was a, I was a little bloke as a, yep. as a junior and um, I didn't grow until I sort of got to mid-high school and um, my father, Dad, Jim, you know, one day said to me, you know, I was running in trying to bowl these quickies and, you know, all that sort of thing. And he said to me, he said, listen, son, <laughs> you're just going nowhere. You're not going to make it because Dad was quite a big, strong bloke, and yeah. uh, you know. And so he, he he said, "Why don't you bowl some of these leggies?" And um, I just uh, started bowling them, and it was just like a, a natural, you know. Yeah. So I just sort of picked so up straight away, and you know, I went to junior or played in Bustle and A grade cricket, and played bowling these leggies, and they seemed to do all right and uh, went to Junior Country Week and, yeah, so that was the start of my leggy career, which <laughs> I'm very happy he, uh, you know, identified that it was a niche in, a niche in the game that I could take on. So you, just just to sort of round out, so you you, you obviously had that experience in WA Country 11. Yep. yep. Then then the opportunity, this, uh, as, as we've mentioned before, this is obviously a, a WA Country cricket podcast, yeah. but just to, yeah. to call it out, you, you eventually moved to Perth and, and started playing some Premier cricket. Yes. And then, then the ultimate, uh, the opportunity to represent West Australia in a, in a few games. Do you want yeah. to just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. I was, um, as a young fellow, when I first shifted up from Bustleton Union, I was in, put in the state squad fairly young with... Um, Bruce Duperuzel and uh, Bruce Laird and a couple of other young fellas, which thanks to the foresight of, you know, Laurie Saul and Alan Edwards, the selectors, they uh, they saw that it was great to bring us young players into the squad. Yep. And um, so I spent a couple of years in the, uh, in the squad and then um, just sort of when I finished uni cricket basically, got the opportunity to play... Um, play state cricket. So that was when a few of the players were away. Obviously overseas, it was, Lily was away and Rod Marsh and a few others. And um, I managed to nip a game and, yeah, I had a couple of good games. It was, um, I, I, I sort of, you know, that was kind of my first conscious memories of, of watching Shield cricket and stuff yeah. like that, the early 70s. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember it was a pretty strong little period of time for spin bowling in a, in WA. There was uh, was Tony Locke still playing at that point? Uh, or Lockheed, he, he Lockheed just retired yep. before. Um, right. Yeah, he just retired. Um, but there was Tony Mann was around yep. still. Um, he he was obviously you know come on and spent quite yeah. a few years there. So played Test cricket. Eventually. Yeah, Rocket was sort of a bit of a, a model for for us younger leggies. And yep. We all reckon we belong to the leg spinning union. union. So <laughs> he, he was the, the king of the castle, and, and just like you know the modern players, the young leggies. Uh, you know, unfortunately Shane Warne's gone, but yeah, he's the king he's of the, the king. king of the leggy union. You yeah, know, and uh, yeah, he also had uh, Paulson, Bob Paulson, Bobby Paulson, yes. falling off or leg uh, spin. leggies, leggies yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, so pretty yeah. strong. Yeah, we, you know, I know until Warney came along, really there was. 
there was never a lot of focus on leg spinning in, in, no. in Australia, was there? And no. yet at that time in WA, you're talking yeah. to yourself, Bob Paulson, you know, Tony yeah. Mann, you've got, you've got some exceptional leg yeah. spinners bowling yeah. for WA at that point. Country cricket had a good role model, though. It was um, Joe Menengola. Joe Menengola, you know, yeah. He was, he was a, he, and, you know, like yep. even for as I started this leg spinning and yep. I'd, when I'd go to country week with Dad and, I'd, I'd um, you know, they'd play against it. I'd left, used to love a time when they'd play, um, who did Joe play for? Albany, 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 yeah. Albany, yep. Albany yeah. Play Albany and you'd, you'd spend, you know, I'd spend hours there just watching him bowl, yeah. you know, and he was, yeah. he was a bit of a old wizard. So it uh, was, was, yeah, it was fantastic. One of our watch. legends of senior country, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Joe yeah. Manangola. Check yeah. him out as well, listeners, if you, you haven't done so. Um, great write-up of Joe's career in Bill Reynolds's book, yes. 100 Not Out. So yes. I'd really recommend you go and, yep. go and check out Joe because he definitely was and, and pretty much dedicated his life to WA Country Cricket. He's he an did. Albany legend. Yeah. Um, Barry, from your point of view, how, how did your career play out? You also played some pretty high-end cricket in the end, including the Country Eleven. Yeah. Um, while I was at uni, I often came back in the Christmas holidays and worked behind the bar at Coates House and also <laughs> played cricket here and went to Country Week. And in one of those years, I was in a Country Eleven where on the Sunday game we yeah. played against was pretty well Inver's captain this the side. John Inverarity. Yeah, yeah, John Inverarity and and that included uh, uh, blokes like Tony Mann and a few others. Yeah. And that was half a state side yeah. so on the Wacker. That was a great experience. Yeah. Um, but after uni I sort of mixed up well, Graham and I had a great adventure at the end of our school days. We got picked in a, an Australian schoolboy side that mm-hmm. went to South Africa and Rhodesia. Wow. Graham had mm. been to India the previous year. So wow. uh, that was just a huge life adventure as well as a cricket adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came back from that and didn't, when I look back, I didn't really settle down either into cricket or study or anything for a year or so <laughs> properly. And... Um, didn't uh, didn't develop my cricket as I probably could have and should have at that stage, but I still loved the game and enjoyed playing. Um, then uh, progressed through that. My first year of teaching was in Kalgoorlie. Yes. And uh, played Captain Hannon's in Kalgoorlie. Hannon's Cricket Club. Yeah, yeah. and came to Country Week with the Eastern Goldfields cricket team. Right. And then went back to playing cricket with uni and then... Drifted in, well, not drifted, went with a couple of my mates, actually, Mel Parr and Jock Cameron, into Claremont Cottesloe. Right. So I played, uh, that was a high, higher-end cricket, first-grade cricket there for most of the next five years. Yeah. With, with um, blokes like Garth McKenzie and Laurie Main and Billy yep. Playle and so, and then after that I came back to Bustleton teaching and... Yep. Um, resume my country association, I suppose, with cricket. So that was roughly my pathway. Right, fantastic. And and even, like, for me, coming through in the 80s and 90s, your your influence was still quite significant in playing because uh, you may have forgotten, but you you organised a few games where you had English teams come yeah. over and, 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 and overseas teams, and I well remember playing a game with you as, as my captain at Bunbury, against an English county team, I think they were. Derek Underwood was in the team and uh, he'd only just retired from test cricket. Um, And that was, for me, as an 18 or 19-year-old, that was just unbelievable. Well, that's where I got involved with Peter Sillinger with the South West Cricket Association. Yes. And 
and I was president of that for 16 years. Yes. Um, and uh, that was the rural model that developed from Graham's work at the WAC. Yes, so we want to dig and, into that. Yeah. Really, really want to dig into mm. that. Um, mm. So I spoke at the intro about the fact that in my mind, you guys and, and your family in particular, yeah. but pro- possibly when I dig into it, both you, yourself, Graham, and yourself, Barry, <laughs> have a legacy that mm. in WA Country Cricket, I don't know if you realise how impactful it is, but mm. Graham, from, your, from my understanding, um, You'd moved on from your playing days and yep. got a job at, at the Wacker yeah. and was, according to, to my research, you became the first director of coaching That's at right. the Wacker. Is yep. that correct? That's correct. And um, uh, I've just been away with um, to the Australian Country Cricket Championship, spent a lot of time with Steve Phillippe. Yep. He, he tells me uh, you were one of his first bosses. That's um, right. And, um, but probably just as important or more important is the role that you were able to play and then bring Barry into the scene of developing what we now is now know as the the country cricket programs yeah. that are in yeah. every region with yeah. our country cricket managers. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about how that came yeah. about? Yeah, well, when I first started with the Wacker, and you know, it took a, a year or two to you know, find my feet and get to know how the um, the organisation worked. But one of the early things I identified was the lack of. Uh, coaching support in for country cricket. Yep. And um, obviously Peter Sillinger is a, a, a fantastic um, uh, reference here because Peter Sillinger had the model with Jackie Birkinshaw at Bunbury. Yep. of Because um, there was no, what I identified was there's no use us, you know, doing the usual old thing where we send a couple of players down and they yep. go down and do a big rah, rah, rah and... You know, coaching clinic and that sort of thing. They, they, they were important, but I remember they, those. But then they were gone. Yeah, then they, they were gone. There was and no legacy, no, yeah, no support. So the idea was that we needed to set up a structure. So yeah. I identified with, uh, and I went to our marketing people and said, "We've got to look at this model that Peter Peter Sillinger and Bunbury have got, and we've got to try and uh, develop this." Yeah. So we set up a, a. You know, it was going to take a quite a while, but you know, we started with Bunbury and helped them. Um, continue that program there, and then, then we built it into um, you know we divided the the country regions up into zones, and um, we gradually you know took it for, to another zone, another zone. I think Kalgoorlie was the second zone we went to, which was probably yep. a bit unusual. But yeah. Then in Albany and um, with, you know Central Wheat Belt and so forth. So yeah, the idea was to provide you know coaching that was there on the ground and. Kids could have access to it all the time. Yeah, basically, you know. Yeah, and and um, obviously the other important thing was is you know there's a hell of a lot of good country cricketers out there who could knew about the game and they yeah. could coach as well. So we wanted to um, harness their abilities as well. So yeah, yeah, it was a, it was really exciting times and thanks to people like Barry, Peter Sillinger, and um, uh, uh, um, Lindsay uh, Scott. Lindsay Scott, but. Ross, Ross, Tuck um, Waldron, yeah. yeah, Tuck Walden, yeah. Ross Stevens, um, Ross Stevens, yeah, yeah, um, Natty, yeah, yeah, uh, unfortunately, yeah. we've yeah, lost our day, but um, year, yeah. he was absolutely fantastic in, yeah, you know, um, setting these programs up locally. So yeah, that, that's one of the most exciting things I've been involved in, and I was more excited about that than actually coaching at the week. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, so just so, just to so give a context for our listeners, basically. Yeah. 
most would be aware of the programs we have now where yep. we have our country cricket managers yep. in each region, you know, yep. the Southwest, the Great Southern, the Goldfields, yep. Midwest, the Pilbara now, yep. uh, also out in the Wheatbelt and, yep. and in Peel. Yep. Um, uh, we, we've come to just assume that that's just how it's always been, but yep. there was a day when that wasn't the case. Like you say, the only opportunity that kids, certainly myself growing up in Harvey and, and you guys probably growing up in Yelling Up was if a state player or two came down for yeah. a bit of a camp or, yeah. or, or a few yeah. days at a school and that, and then that was it. So, yeah. Yeah. so I, I don't, I don't think we should underestimate how important mm. what, what you did. And then Barry, from your point of view, as you said, you were, you were um, chair of, of the Southwest Cricket Association or Cricket Southwest as yeah. we now know it for yeah. 16 years. That was at about the same time when all yeah, this well, was starting yeah. to develop, wasn't yeah. it? And talent identification was a pretty important part of it too because yeah. in Bunbury, Murray Goodwin was, yes. uh, was yep. a Great guy who, who really jumped out of the ranks yeah. there as yeah. a young guy. Spot on. And then Glenn Deering and, yeah. uh, and of course, that's continued through the years from the southwest point of view with yep. blokes like Sam Whiteman and yeah. so on. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, that... Has and Avril Fay, I might yep. mention Avril, on, yep. on the on the female side. So um, that was and and that happened right around the regions too. There were some great kids coming out of um, country cricket. Well, as recently as only a week or two ago, and no deference to our great friends at Cricket Australia who do a great job supporting yep. community cricket, yep. but I did point out to them in a conversation that in last year's Sheffield Shield winning team. Uh, about a quarter of the team were country kids. Yeah. Lance Morris, yes, Sam yeah. Whiteman, Teague Wiley. Yes. And if you draw a longbow, Sean Marsh. Yes. Um, you know, so yeah. it, it, the yeah. impact that, that that has had is mm. flowing on to, to even today. Yes. And, um, and certainly I know, again, having just met with other state chairs from around um, Australia, most quietly will tell me that we are very much a gold standard for yes. Australia still with those programs, mm. Graham, that mm. you helped set up with mm. Peter Sillinger yeah. and, the, yeah. and the path that yeah. Jack Birkinshaw yeah. blazed yeah. back in the, in the yeah. 80s. It's, yeah. it's outstanding and, I, yeah. and I, I would hope that I, I'm, I'm not trying to overemphasise it, but I'm trying to mm. hopefully make the listeners understand how what, what we enjoy today yeah. is very much part of your legacy, Graham, yeah. and, then, and people like Barry yeah. and Peter Sillinger who yeah. took and ran with it and did something pretty amazing Absolutely. with it. Well, it was, it was really difficult because, you know, to, to get funding, I yes. mean, these days there's Cricket Australia fund everything and, um, yeah. and you know, that's pretty easy, but, uh, boy, it was... Uh, Tough times. Yeah, it was tough times yeah. and, and the, the country cricket people were fantastic to, you know, put their weight behind it and keep it going. Yes, so, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we got out and, and uh, sourced sponsorship yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, sort of um, some contributions from all sorts of companies. Uh, um, Tronox, GWN even contributed along the way and, yeah. uh, you know, there was quite a few others, Elders and so on. Yeah, so, yeah it was a a really good community-based sort of effort. Yeah, yeah. Barry, um, just before we start to wind up, because unfortunately uh, all good things come to an end and I could talk (laughs) to you gentlemen, as I said, uh, probably a little bit earlier uh, before we even clicked record, I think I could have four or five hours with you guys, but uh, uh, the the way of the podcast is about about 45 minutes to an hour we tend to to tote with. Um, Barry, from from your perspective... What you've seen develop with the regions in particular, and what you did with Southwest Cricket Association, 
Do you think WA country cricket as a result of that is, is, is on a good pathway still from your observations? Seems to be from my observations, Rob. I'm not directly involved too much these days, uh, but um, from everything I see, it yep. certainly seems to be. Yep. And I might add that the model, in, and you alluded to it, but the model you developed here, Graham, um, was adopted by other sports in Western Australia and throughout Australia. Uh, so that's a real feather in your cap. Mm-hmm. I want to call it out for the listeners. <clears throat> Barry's a uh, pretty modest sort of guy, so he won't call it out. But if you weren't aware, and I'm sure many of you are, Barry was a member of the Legislative Council here in Western Australia, so he served WA through a, a career in politics from, not, correct me if I've got this wrong, Barry, but from 1987 to 2017, which is just That's exceptional. Longer than a life sentence. For yeah. <laughs> most, most politicians are, are lucky to last one term. You lasted, <laughs> you know, three or four decades there. But more importantly, you were president of the, um, the Legislative Council from 2009 to 2017. Now, the thing, the reason I'm raising that is because um, what, what, what amazes me is that obviously that was as full on a position as anybody could have in any position in, in West Australia, especially in politics, but you still managed to always find time for WA country cricket. Yeah. Every time I saw you, you'd be talking to somebody way, way more important than me and I'd, I'd just tell the listeners, Barry, would come running over, Rob, what's happening in country cricket right now? You know, it's a, at times it felt like you were you were just as invested as in, in that as when you were playing and, and part of country cricket with um, your role with the Southwest Cricket Association. Uh, I always admired that in you, Barry, so uh, thank was, you for that. It was a great privilege, Rob, and at the other end I... I was involved with the Commonwealth Parliamentary Association, which is a worldwide body, and uh, um, at at a couple of conferences, I recall seeking out the Pakistani delegates to to, um, try and develop, try and mend our cricket relationships, uh, play a small part in that Mm. um, when when they were a bit strained as a result of... uh, the incidents in uh, Mumbai. I yes, think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Uh, um, I'm not sure what influence I had, but at least if you keep the communication channels open at every level, you get a much better chance, yeah. All right. I'm going to introduce, this is our first um, sort of interview podcast for, for <laughs> 2023. So I'm going to introduce a, a new thing for this year. You know, we're, we're right in the middle of the Big Bash League. The Scorch is about to hopefully take on... Uh, the Sixers and, and beat them in, in the final series yep. this year. Um, so I'm going to introduce a thing into our podcast this year called The Power Surge. I already love The Power Surge. Every time I go to a, a BBL game, uh, The Power Surge sort of just throws some extra energy into the game. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, just short, sharp replies. Yep. Now, when I'll tell the listeners, when I walked into, um, we're currently at Barry's place in Bustledon, when I walked in, first thing that caught my attention was a, a photo on the wall of the House family, all 11, playing in one team together um, in an in, invitational match, which I believe the House family won against a, a com- combined team. 1991. 1991, there you go. All right, so this is going to be the controversial bit. <laughs> I'll start with you, Graham. Yep. You're not allowed to name yourself or Barry. Right. Which one of the other brothers or cousins do you rate as being the best cricketer in the house family? You can't oh. name yourself. This is controversial. No, no. Preston. Preston? Yeah. 
He, I played with and against Preston. I've got to say, he was off the planet. He was, he was quick. <laughs> yeah. He was amazing cricketer, Preston. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But having said that, all I researched all your brothers and cousins and every single one of them did something exceptional. Yeah. I played yep. against Jim yes. and I can remember him hitting me out of the ground three yeah. balls in a row. <laughs> <laughs> he could hit a ball. Yeah, he's a big, strong bloke. My team were saying that he was hitting me into the lemmings. So that's what they reckon, <laughs> they reckon they, that he was doing to me. Um, so Barry, oh, other than yourself I, or Graham? I, I, I'd agree. Preston. Preston. Preston was the, the one who had the, the raw... Talent with the ball yep. when he was bowling or batting. He could bat as well. He was, yeah. he was an instinctive cricketer. I can yeah. remember um, playing and, with him at a country 11 trial in Pingley mm. and um, just thinking, oh, I'm not even in the same league as this yeah. bloke. Yeah. He was amazing, yeah. absolutely amazing. <laughs> All right, second, second part of the power surge. Switch to you, Barry. I ask this question regularly. What, what, do you remember what your first cricket bat was? Uh... Yeah, I do actually. Um, I didn't own a cricket bat until I got picked in this Australian schoolboys team with yep. Graham. And, yep. and the local council at the time, the Bustledon Shire Council, or it was a town council I think at the time, presented both of us with a cricket bat. Oh, right. And, and my grandfather, um, Frank Jolliffe, was the president of the Bustledon Shire Council. So that was a, that something that sticks in my memory that... It was a cricket bat and it was a decent cricket bat. They yeah. didn't just go to the sports store and buy a cheapie. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But that was the first cricket bat I actually owned and uh, um, that was special because of the way it arrived to me, I suppose, yeah. Hmm. There, there wasn't, that, I'm guessing it's a similar story for you because you both got the cricket bat. But, yeah. Uh, well, I, no, I actually, I inherited one from Dad. Dad passed oh. an old Stuart Surridge. Stuart Surridge, yeah. well, there you yeah. go. Yeah, the SS. But, but interestingly, um, I never had a bat, real bat of my own. Oh, yeah, that was a bat. That, that, that is a bat that I had. But to really have a bat of my own wasn't until I played state cricket. Wow. And Rossi Edwards gave me a county bat. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. So you had to play state cricket to get your first yeah, bat. Yeah, first bat. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's kids listening now going, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, they've got 14 bats in their oh. bag, you know, and they're, they're like, what do you yeah. mean? You had to play state cricket to get a bat. Well, we relied on the club kit, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, whatever yes. the club was. <laughs> exactly, for, that's right. Because yeah, um, was... none of us owned our own pads or yeah. bats or gloves for that matter. <laughs> yeah, no, it was still club kit in those days, wasn't it? All right. Well, we'll stay with you, Graham. Um, make this uh, the last, the last one in the, uh, in, the in the power search. Yeah. You might have already referenced this, but I'll give you another crack at it. The yep. best player that you played against in your time playing WA country cricket. Yeah, uh, Johnny McCormack. Johnny McCormack. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. a lovely player he was. Yeah. Um, and a lovely man, may I say. And yeah. I, I hope he's still alive. And yeah. Going strong because. Um, yeah. He, he was one of those players that just, I uh, remember when we played him, we just used to love watching him bat and, yeah. and the way he conducted himself. But, no, he he was um, way above it. I mean, he, he would have been a state cricketer. Mm. These days he would have robbed state cricket in and 
um, you know, he would have had a great career in cricket, I think. But, yeah, you know, just chose to stay in the country. Well, yeah. you know, that's that's what country players yeah. do. There's yeah. some amazing country players, yeah. you know, who yeah. never got the same opportunities as the young blokes these days. Yes, yes. That's the way of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and certainly was at that yeah. point. No, um, I, used to, I used to love watching him play, and he bowled useful little leggies too, yeah. so he was... Um, a role model. A role model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Barry, your um, well, a bit hard to go past John McCormack too. Because, but um, I'll throw in another another name, Leith Rowe. Yeah, um, yes. yeah, Leith, yes, from Albany Way, yeah. um, and he was probably, you know, past his best years when I w- was playing. But he was still one hell of a good cricketer, yeah. um, and yeah. so uh, he made an impression whenever we got yeah. chance to play against Leith. I didn't get to. Or play or see country play, but yeah. yeah, certainly I know. I think I've I met him, and you know everybody who ever spoke about Leith Road yeah. just mm. said this guy was a gun, yeah. absolute gun. Yeah. So yeah. some some great names there. Mm. Unfortunately, all good things do come to an end. Yep. Wanted to uh, just thank both of you for the opportunity today to, to to tap into your knowledge, your memories, your recollections of of what as I called out right at the start, has been an amazing legacy for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, your parents have well passed, I'm yes. guessing, and I'm guess, guessing there, there's people within your family that have, have clearly influenced your careers, and you've mentioned Preston and a, and a few others. We sadly lost all, yeah, um, yes. all last year. Yeah, a year or so ago. Yeah. 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 So from your point of view, any, you know, finish on this note, it's a strange way to finish, but... Any regrets or would you do it all the same all over again? You know, is it, is it something that, you know, at night time you go, wow, how good was that those days? Yeah, no, no regrets because um, you just did what you, you know, you could could do and it wasn't always easy um, and, you know, but we were given some opportunities that other country kids weren't given so we were, you know, yeah. we were able to take advantage of those. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd love to be in the modern <laughs> yeah. modern organisation because, uh, yeah. Might make a bit of money out of it. A bit of money and <laughs> more opportunities. Yeah, and, yeah. absolutely. No, no regrets. It's, it's been a great journey. Yeah. yeah. Love, love working in cricket, yeah. And, and from your point of view, oh, Barry? No regrets whatsoever, Rob. Um, the great people I've met through cricket and yeah. they're still my friends to this day. Um, I guess... Uh, uh, a proud aspect of what we've both done. We've done it from outside the private school system in WA, which, yeah. you know, you, you, those guys had probably a bit of an inside running yeah. in, in cricket development. And facilities. Compared, yeah. And facilities com- and coaching and stuff yeah. compared to what we had. But uh, but we had a bit more hunger probably mm. um, coming from the mm. country and yep. um, uh, just we grew up loving the game with... Uh, with a real sort of heritage before we even realised what it was. But, yeah. uh, um, no, it's been terrific for both of us right through our lives. Hmm. Well, I, I think I think you should be proud. Yeah, absolutely, guys, should be proud. Um, in my mind, you're both uh, legends of WA country cricket, will always be that, You've, and more than that, your family is, mm-hmm. and as you called out, Graham, right at the start, if you really dig into it, that goes back even before you guys and yeah. what your, your dads did and your, and, your, and your grandfather did and we'll throw in the big ship somewhere. He yeah. played his role without realising it as well. So uh, uh, it's, it's been an absolute delight and a pleasure to have you guys on out on the paddock today and we want to thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob.
just add one thing, just thinking about it, um, a very proud uh, link with our Families Association um, happens through the Bustledon, now Margaret River Creek yes. Association, Yes. where I look at some of the names on the trophies. The first, the main trophy is the Yates Shield. Yep. Our grandfather, Aubrey Edward House, was the captain of the first winning side of that in 1924. Wow. Um, and I think there's uh, six or seven of us have got our names on <laughs> on that yeah. trophy yeah. through the years as as captains of uh, of um, various teams that have won that one or the Barnard uh, Barnard Cup, or have um, you know uh, represented um, in some capacity. So yeah. you know we look back at that history over most of a century, and it's pretty pretty heartwarming, really. It, it is. Mm. It is absolutely as a called out. It is. A, it is a legacy, mm. and. Uh, um, I know that <clears throat> the name House will live on for a long, long time mm. when it, when we associate Bustle to Margaret River. And what you've just said, Barry, just inspires me the most with all the other things you get guys did, state school boys, playing state cricket in your case, um, mm. Graham, mm. you still finish by referencing Bustle to Margaret River Cricket Association, yeah. which mm. I absolutely love yeah. being a WA country cricket yeah. lover. So... Yeah. Uh, Great way to finish. Yep. Thanks again, Barry. Yep. Thanks again, Graham. Thank and, you, Rob. Um, enjoy, enjoy the opportunity, hopefully, to uh, have this as a bit of a legacy for your family yeah. as well. With Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you so much, Barry and Graham, for a wonderful chance to catch up and recall so many great times down in the Bustledon Margaret River region, as well as how WA Country Cricket framed your lives and how you were able to then give so much back to our great game here in the regions. Your family legacy continues to this day and will no doubt continue to play out for many, many decades to come. Thank you for joining us today on Out on the Paddock. My name is Rob Marshall and we look forward to you joining us very soon again for our next episode of Out on the Paddock as we delve into the amazing people like Barry and Graham, personalities and unsung heroes who have shaped WA country cricket. Thank you for joining us today and long live WA Country Cricket.